do do color your life hey everyone it's me again your host Adela Scotland and welcome back to my podcast I hope everyone is doing well I hope everyone had a great week a great week I hope everyone is having a great day I'm really excited as you can tell by the pace at which I'm talking and the amount of mistakes I'm making in this week but today we are going to talk about Ushun who is a Yoruban goddess from Nigeria and yeah, I'm just like really excited to get into this. So without further ado, um, we're gonna, you know, I'm gonna read for you from two sources, and I'm just gonna give my little comments and my little feedback and stuff because this is actually a learning experience for me too because I don't know much about her. I'm just like really curious about her and I was like why not let myself and my listeners go on this journey together. So first we are going to go to Britannica.com and we are going to read an excerpt from an article called Ushun Yoruba Deity by Bayina S. Jeffries. Um, he's an assistant professor of African-American studies at Ohio University. He is author of A Nation Can Rise, No Higher Than Its Women, African-American and Muslim Women in the Movement for Black Self-Discrimination. Ushun, also spelled Ushun, an Orisha deity of the Yoruba people of southwestern Nigeria. Ushun is commonly called the River Orisha or Goddess. In the Yoruba religion, and typically associated with water, purity, fertility, love, and sensuality. She is considered one of the most powerful of all the Rishas, and like other gods, she possesses human attributes such as vanity, jealousy, and spite. So I personally have always found it very like intriguing that a lot of ancient gods have a lot of human attributes that like I don't know it always like has my brain ticking like why is that how similar is man and our creators is it because we created them and thus we gave them extensions of ourselves or is it because we are an extension of them I tend to believe it's because we are an extension of them, you know, and since they're the ones who orchestrate our lives, they're the ones who guide us, they're the ones who facilitate our day-to-day existence, we are an extension of them, and that is why we share some of their qualities, you know, so... I think instead of saying human attributes, we shouldn't call these things human attributes because they're not ours. They were given to us by the gods above. Now, I could very well be wrong because I'm not a professional historian, I'm not a professional philosopher, and I'm definitely not a theologist. So far less an African studies theologist. And my door keeps opening door. Can you please close? I am trying to record a podcast here. Sorry about that loud bing. Stay shut, okay, door? And actually, soon I am going to talk about the goddess of doors. Sorry, it's a, he's not a goddess, it's a god, he's a guy. Yeah, the god of doors. <sighs> you yeah, know, maybe that's a coincidence or a sign or a method or something. I don't know, but let's get right back into the episode. So, 
Um, basically, um, the author of this article goes in to talk about the myth that I'm going to read to you, and it's essentially what happened is that Oladumaru, who is the creator god, he's the supreme god in the Yoruban religion and their culture and their stories and stuff like that. He's the supreme deity, he's the creator. He sent 17 gods down to earth and Ushun was one of them, but she was actually the only female god. And um, basically, they were supposed to revive the earth, they were supposed to make it a better place and stuff like that, but you see that did not happen because they fucked up. All of the men and them with all of their fancy prancy. I'm so good at this and I'm so good at that. They like fucked up. They fucked up big time. They fucked up big time. And in the end, it was Ushun who had to save them and also save humanity. So let us get right into that story. So we are here on the Unitarian Universalist Association website. And um, we are going to read a story called Ushun Loses Her Beauty. And it has hair based on a Santorian story. Special thanks to Leslie Modak for her insights into Afro-Caribbean religions. So Santeria is a Afro, it's an Afro-Caribbean religion. It's a cross between the Yoruba religion from Nigeria and Kafa. Catholicism, right? It's mainly practiced in Cuba, Brazil, and parts of Central America. Here in the Caribbean, we have Orisha as a religion, we have Baptist, we have spiritual Baptist, we have Voodoo, we also have Santeria, we have Shango, we have Kubala, we got a lot. And perhaps one day in the future, I will do an episode talking about Caribbean religions. But for now, let us see this beautiful story called Ushun Loses Her Beauty. Oladumar, the creator god, sits far up in the heavens. Other gods, Urishas, like to leave the sky and walk amongst the people on earth. All the Urishas have things they are in charge of. Yamaya rules over the seas and lakes. She is called the mother of all and protects pregnant women. Shango rules over thunder, lightning, fire, and the dance. He loves drums and having fun. Aluga is the god of doors and roads. He carries messages between humans and Arisha. Ushun is the youngest goddess. She is found in the sweet waters of the world, such as streams and rivers. She is also the goddess of fertility. Once, some of the Orisha decided they were tired of obeying Oladumir. He sat so far away. What did he know about ruling the universe? They had control over all things on earth. They thought he was no longer needed. Oladimir knew the Orisha were rebelling. He could have struck them down, but he decided to withhold the rains instead. Without the rain, the earth dried up. The rivers, the lakes and streams ran dry. No crops grew. Animals were dying. Humans do. 
the people cried out to the Yerusha, Save us! What have we done to anger you? The Yerusha heard their cries. They knew that it was they, not the humans, that had angered Oladumar. They pleaded with them to bring the rain, but Oladumar was too far away and did not hear. They asked for forgiveness and promised to obey him again, but Oladumar was too far away and did not hear. Several of the Orisha tried to ascend into the heavens, but they couldn't reach Oladumar. Ushun asked if she could try. The other Orisha laughed at her. How can someone so small and young do what the elders cannot? Let's go back be sitting, looking pretty. Ushun persisted. Finally, out of sheer desperation, the other Orisha agreed that she could try. They did not expect her to succeed. Ushun turned herself into a beautiful peacock. She flew off towards the heavens. It was so far away, but her feathers began to fall off. As she reached the sun, her colourful feathers were scorched, and all the delicate feathers burned off her head. Yet, she was determined to reach Oladumar, and she flew on. When Ushun thought she could not fly another mile, she reached the home of the creator god, Oladumar. She collapsed in his arms, and he saw that the beautiful peacock had transformed into a vulture. Oladumar took Ushun and nursed her back to health. Your bravery and determination has softened my heart. I will bring the reins, said Oladumar, and he did. From now on, you, dear vulture, will be the messenger for the house of Oladumar, and I will communicate only through you. Oshuna the vulture returned to earth to honour and praise. Her gift of determination and inner strength had saved the world. So yeah, guys, that's the story. I think it's a really beautiful story. It got me thinking about Anansi stories, which is totally another thing that I could do and read for you. In fact, in my very room, I have a copy of Anansi and the Sky God, which was one of my favorite books to read as a kid. Um, But in fact, so, the start of this article mentioned something that I'm going to read now. The Orisha are gods that came originally from Nigeria and West Africa as part of the Yoruba religion. The gods traveled with African people who were stolen as slaves from Africa and brought to North America and Central America. Also, the Caribbean, guys, you'll need to add that in your article. Read, um... What is, I'm trying to figure out how to say what it is I want to say. It's hard to connect to these stories and these lessons that this religion being here in the Caribbean so far away from Africa. Because when the Africans were brought across to the New World, they were stripped of their identities. They were denied the opportunity to continue their culture. They were denied the opportunity to exist. And as we know, when Europe invaded Africa and started their colonialism, they also converted people to Christianity, as we can see with Queen Nzinga in one of my previous episodes. 
And thus, a lot of our culture and a lot of our past and a lot of our identity has been lost. But I think it's very important that even if it is that you don't believe in these stories, that you learn about them because it is a part of us. You know, to me, the only way that you could go about living your life and being the best you that you could be to learn all of you and that's why I am just doing everything I can to learn as much as I can about Africa and I mean one of the best ways to do that is through their religion and their culture okay so yeah um um Let's go back into Ushun, okay? We're going back to the first article by Brigina S. Jeffries. And we're going to, she or he does not have any stories, but they do talk about, like, other myths. So, other myths hold that Ushun is one of the wives of Shango, the god of thunder. She is commonly described as the favorite of all the wishes by Oludumar because of her beauty and sensuality. You know? And yet another Yoruba story, Ushun is depicted as the goddess who not only gives life, but also takes it. When angered, Ushun may flutter or destroy crops by withholding her waters, thereby causing massive droughts. In one myth, Ushun is incensed by her devotees and sends down rain, nearly flooding the world. Yet, once she has been appeased, Ushun saves Earth from destruction by calling back the waters. You know, there is a folklore character in Trinidad and Tobago called Mama Glow. Right, that's one of the names she goes by. She goes by other names that I can't remember right now. And she's a giant anaconda, and she's the wife of Papa Bo, and that's exactly how she is. When she's angry, she brings the rains, and she floods the St. Anne's River. All the crops die, and people die. And once she has been appeased, and she's gotten what she wants, you know, everything calms down. You know, when she's angry, she withholds the rain and droughts, and it's really interesting to see the parallel between Ushun and Mama Glow, especially since between, not between, sorry, in the 1830s, a lot of Yoruban people from Nigeria came to Trinidad and Tobago as a result of the transatlantic slave trade. So I would not be surprised if Mama Glow was actually inspired by Ushun because a lot of the local descendants of Trinidadian slaves would be descendants of the Yoruba people. You know, um, interestingly, Trinidad is actually one of the last islands to be colonized, and we only had slavery for about 100 years or so out of the three to 400 years that slavery actually existed. So many Trinidadians, in fact, most Trinidadians, their ancestors are not from Trinidadian. Sorry, I'm not from Trinidad at all, the black people, because um, Indians, Chinese, Yunus, and all that, they would have migrated afterwards. But the people of African descent, their ancestors are more likely to be from St. Vincent, Grenada, the Lesser Antilles, and the Windward Islands and stuff than Trinidad. 
And when we talk about how Europe fucked up the Caribbean part two, woot, 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 all of that will be explained, okay? But yeah, I do think that there are some strong parallels between Ushun and Mama Globe. Um, yeah, so Ushun is especially important to women in West African cultures. Those who want children and who may suffer from infertility usually call on Ushun for assistance, and she's associated with concepts of femininity and the power of women. More widely, she is sought after in times of drought or severe poverty. With the impact of the transatlantic slave trade and dispersion of Yoruba culture, Ushun is an important figure outside of Africa, where she is known by many other names, such as Uxam in Brazil and Uchan in Cuba. I hope I pronounced those things right, you know. Uh, as I said earlier, I am not a theologist, nor am I a student of um, African culture and studies and all of that. I am just an eager citizen doing my part to learn about the past. And, um... So my pronunciation might be a little bit whack. <laughs> okay, so now we're going to do a physical description of Ushun. And I'm here on a website called Ancient Origins, reconstructing the story of humanity's past. Um, so this article was updated in... December 2019 on Christmas Day, actually. Um, they do not have an author, so I guess it's like an editorial. Um, yeah, and you guys actually should check it out. I read it through the article, and it's actually, like, amazing. They talk about, they give you some other myths. They also talk about, you know, what Ushun represents to the people. They talk about a lot of like other really amazing insightful stuff however you know a podcast episode we're just looking at 40 to 50 minutes so i have to select you know, what's important from each source that i visit and you know from this site we are going to look at what ocean looks like so it goes like this. In art, Ushun is depicted like many of her counterparts in other cultures. Ushun is commonly shown as beautiful, charming, sensual, and coquettish young woman. In addition to her natural beauty, Ushun is adorned with such ornaments as gold, jewelry, brass bracelets, beads, mirrors, and elaborate vines. It is also claimed that Ushun is attracted to things with glitter and shiny. In some cultures, Ushun is depicted as a mermaid with a fishtail, perhaps with an allusion to her status as the goddess of waters. You know, that is really cool. And it says, today, Ushun is still honored in Nigeria in the annual ceremony called Ibu Ushun, as well as the 12-day Ushun also Gabu Festival in August. The festival is believed to be at least 600 
your thoughts and it attracts thousands of visitors sorry of visitors and spectators from across Nigeria and the world. Okay, that is actually really, really wonderful. Um there's an image of her on the site and it is actually super gorgeous. I will get images from free images from Google <laughs> and the stockpile. I mean, you know what I mean. You know what I'm trying to say. And I will post it on Insta when I release this episode so you guys can see what Ishin looks like. Um, yeah, so that's great. We learned a lot together today which is fun. I love to learn, don't you? I mean, I hope so. Okay, I'm starting to ramble. It is because I am food deprived. I should eat. Not that you care, but yes. Okay, so hi everyone. So today for the very first time, we have a guest speaker on the podcast. So I have my friend, Carlos. Hi, good day. Good day, everyone. <laughs> or good night, wherever you are. <laughs> um, um, you know, I decided to invite him because, I mean, it's because of him that I pronounced what you should know. <coughs> oh, my gosh, she's so cool. What got to do that Bernie person who introduced me to this person to talk? You know, so... Hi, you may spread your knowledge now. Well, well, in terms of, well, a little backstory before we get into it is that we're just, what we're going to be talking about is a deity named Oshun, which is an African deity came from the Orishan people, right? She is... She is a very central being, a very central energy, which is basically the embodiment of sexual energy itself, right? She also deals with a lot of sweet things and her colors. It seems to go from being pink to yellow. And I can't remember the rest of colors, but I know for certain it's pink and yellow, right? I don't know too much about these deities as well, but I have a, I have a, good, I have a good basis. So it, that's what comes to me. That they tend to deal with, she tends to deal with healing, and love, and sexual, sexual, basically sexual intercourse and those kind of stuff. So yeah. Wait, I didn't know pink was, I thought yellow was the only. She has pink, yellow, I believe, I believe another color, I can't remember another color, another cyan looking color, but. She she her most her purple colors is mostly more gold more gold yellow and pink. Wow, pink is like my favorite color in the case of people in the universe. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <clears throat> and you were telling me something about like Ushin's mother and how I actually connected to spiritual realms. So. Oh. <laughs> okay, okay. So basically, just like in the spiritual, um, it also just like in the, in the kind of world, the spiritual world is no different. It has a lot of obviously it's not really the same, 
but it has a, a few things that are not different from our kind of world, which is basically like having fathers and mothers and lovers and those kind of stuff, right? So, her she has a she has parents, right? But I do not know her father per se, but her mother is Yamoja, right? And her mother Yamoja is also a deity that the is which is the what you call her the mother of the ocean. This is why when you go to certain places, you will notice that some people pay homage or respect to her by, you know, doing by singing to her or tapping the water or just by going in a certain direction. By the way, quick tip, never go in the, never walk in the water backwards. That's that disrespect to her. Okay? So guys, oh my. don't do that. I did that once in my life and a wave nearly ate me. <laughs> okay? What? Yeah. Yeah, a wave nearly ate me. I did that once in my life. Okay. I never made that mistake again. So don't ever walk in the water, no matter what kind of water, especially in the beach. Never walk in the ocean backwards. It's a disrespect. It's like, yeah. you're, it's like you're turning your, your back to somebody when they're talking to you. You understand? But, <laughs> yeah. So there's a lot of there's a lot of things that most people don't know about our world because they keep thinking that this is just it. You understand? They they keep forgetting that we live mm-hmm. in a both canon and spiritual world intertwined into one. You understand? Wow. Yeah. You just blow my mind with the water thing. Sorry, like that's yeah. all I'm thinking about. It's just, right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just these little things you know that you know. It's better to know that I rather say I better to know the truth. And to live in a lie. At least you know what it is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But her mother is basically a healer as well. That's what she gets her healing powers from, I believe. Right? Mm-hmm. And, right. I believe that she gets her healing powers from her. But Yemoja, or sometimes, sometimes, wherever you come from, they say Yemoja or Yemaya. Right? Depends on where you come from, you pronounce mm-hmm. it differently is a healer she's like the caretaker she's the and she's like the embodiment of she's the energy of like a mother figure you know what i mean like if a mother was to be a perfect mother would be she would be the energy for that she would be the perfect energy of our actual perfect mother she's very caring she's very loving hence why she heals she heals pregnant women who cannot make children she she heals those who like she heals women, she likes to heal women, especially your birth, birth. And fun fact about that, the most painless birth does be in water. And the reason why the reason why they banned it's in in especially in the our, our different countries, they banned water birth, which is the most painless birth. You understand? Because because they banned it. Yes, yes, they banned it. I guess they, I guess they like to see us people in pain. <laughs> I don't what? know. I don't. Know. Yes, I I don't understand. I find that so hard to believe. It's not. Trust me. There are people who don't want us to know the truth or our own her- own heritage. Yeah, that's true. That's really true. And wow. guess who's helping her? There's a reason why this is the most painless. That because water is where Yemoja oh. resides. There's a domain, domain. And she helps those, especially women who are pregnant, who are pregnant, to have a safe and delivery. 
This is why the water most painless and the most the most sufficient birth to go through. You understand? Wow. Yes. I didn't know that either. And so it's there's this thing. It starts with an E that they do now where you don't have to go through labor. They hook you up to like a machine and then like you get to go. Well back I can't then, remember what it's called. Back then I didn't have no no machine, <laughs> so water brand water water is much better. You understand what I'm showing you? Because because mm-hmm. yeah, most people go for like I saw another little bit of topic, but yeah, like, that's fine. I stray all the time. <laughs> Where's our podcast? So that's 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 true. But what I'm saying to people is, you all need to become more nature, nature, because nature is literally healing us. I, I, I since I since I was young, I like to walk barefoot. I didn't want to like older. Right, this is what I told. what I told barefoot because the electrons are souls, souls are not grounded. We just call quote unquote grounded, right? This oh when, when 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 you walk barefoot outside, it's rains like in nature, nature or forest. When you ground yourself, right, you are ground, yeah. ground, ground. Then I need the energy, those those electrons, that kind of mm-hmm. pressure and those kind of stuff. Yes, that's the mm-hmm. energy you don't yourself. So brothers meditate in like in like by rivers or like by lakes or them kind of stuff but and what not really what not really clothes but covered in a bit because the wind understand and when you when you sit on and you're on and you start to meditate and you start to take in the environment and you focus on focus on and you will realize that it's much more beautiful wow. this is why i try not to use too much technology you understand? If I go on a hike, there comes a point in time where you're forced to take off your shoes, but like I even have specific slippers to be in. I hate being barefoot. It's like too nasty. You can like squish a bug. You. Only so much. I have a person that person that don't like to don't like to wear slippers. If I wear shoes, but if I but if I am 